Hello and welcome to the 25th episode of Busy Nation Dhando Takko Rokro this is Ritika and Abhishek and we have finally reached our silver jubilee yes finally finally it was like a <laughs> test match cricket for the two years that we've been doing this finally we have touched the 25 mark and thanks yeah, all of you for the, being there yeah and in the process we have seen what we study in economics the cyclical upturn and the downturn yes absolutely we are privileged to cover one of the greatest depressions that has ever <laughs> hit mankind uh, as we read in the newspapers just the other day that the government has decided to waive of uh, some excise duty import duty and a few other taxes that are levied generally on the general public uh, basically it's going to lose about 29000 crores uh, out of which 14000 crore they'll be losing from service tax 8500 crore from excise and 66 crore from customs aha you know excise is excise to duty kyu bolte hain and why not just taxes excise duty is what you pay on your manufacturing goods right Uh, and the moment the goods leave the factory gates you have you are liable to pay that excise duty but yes. it is called duty you know i i was looking up the internet and uh, mm. there are a couple of websites which explain this very well in hindi they say mm. excise duty is different from any other tax because duty means kartavya that is it is your duty to be paying that uh, irrespective of whether you are selling it or not See if I am in a company which manufactures ACs, and mm-hmm. if I, even if I don't end up selling it, and for self-consumption in some other mm-hmm. branch of mine, I still have to pay that excise duty, but tax will be waived because I'm not selling it. Hmm. When you when you sell it, then you pay the sales tax. Yes, that's right. Uh, though I wonder, so paying tax is not my duty. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because it doesn't come under duty. Oh, thanks, yes. thanks for telling me that now. Yeah, but then if you are <laughs> before, before filing my tax returns. But the, uh, since we are working people. the tax is deducted at source and i think maharashtra is the highest contributor in the whole of india which yeah, contributes it's got a big industry yeah and uh, already the government earlier with its stimulus packages it had earlier uh, launched two stimulus packages first on december 7 2008 and then again on january 2 2009 and uh, in the first two stimulus packages they had already uh, lost some 40000 crores in taxes so now the final bill is of 70000 crores so that means a lot of uh, loss for government but of course it means gain for general public yeah but you know what how much will a common man or like people like you and me will be gaining because i read in times of india they had given a very good perspective on how will it help the consumer they said that look a pack of four soaps which cost rupees 60 will cost rupees 59 and lcd tv which costs 32000 rupees will be cheaper by 650 rupees So it's going to help in the mobile phone business where if your bill is about thousand rupees, which generally mm-hmm. the average youth spends easily, you'll be paying eighteen rupees less because the service tax has been reduced from twelve percent to ten. But it's a marginal gain to the mm-hmm. normal consumer. But sub milake. it helps uh, yeah i mean there are many other cuts also which are being announced right from the first stimulus package and they'll continue like goods uh, that had an excise duty of 10% will now be uh, will now also be reduced by 2% plus whatever the 4% cut that was announced on excise duty in december that will also continue so among this 96% of items which uh, have excise duty levied on them are taken care of Oh, so means what? Ten percent का जो bracket है, that is the maximum yes. uh, under which all products, mostly all products, uh, come in. Yes. अच्छा. Right. 
and along with that there will be exemption on uh, customs duty on nafta which is uh, which is a main raw material for the power plants that will affect our uh, power bills and cement is being reduced by some 2 to 3 rupees per 50 kgs so that will give a uh, impetus to the construction industry which is already like down and out so small small measures but yeah if you see the cumulative effect the cumulative end effect it will it will leave some money in people's pockets now people are behaving a little differently with their money at least i am you know just about a year ago i would go to this hiranandani meadows which is bang opposite my colony to have my hair cut mm-hmm. they would charge 100 <laughs> rupees Yeah, 100 rupees. I mean, for a lady, 100 rupees in a parlor is what nothing. But for guys, 100 rupees is a big deal. But now I go to another barber in which cost me only 60 rupees. So people, I mean, the government is putting in a lot of money in our pockets. But then we are also spending that money a little more discreetly than before. Just the other day, my mother-in-law was telling me that it's so uh, odd to see you people trying to save money because we have always seen you spending whatever you get in hand. So finally you have learned your lesson. <laughs> That's true. Okay, coming back to our stimulus package. Uh, it seems that the major uh, industries that were impacted uh, the like we were talking the last time that is the export industries of textile and the German uh, leather industry they are complaining that they have not benefited majorly from this because especially textile is uh, facing major competition from uh, countries like vietnam and bangladesh and china because already they have some nil excise duty so they could not have benefited anything <laughs> in amounts of excise duty also the gems industry is complaining that uh, they had asked for exemption on the fringe benefit tax that is levied on your foreign travel because foreign travel is largely required in that industry for uh, marketing abroad uh, it adds a lot of cost to them so they were expecting that that will be exempted but that is not uh-huh. maybe they'll have to wait for another stimulus package how much will a government do in one package i mean the elections are up in april so mm. the government is treating their part very cautiously that's what left people wondering that when the interim budget was announced uh, pranam mukherjee did not make any big announcements because he said that the government did not have the mandate to change the tax rates as elections were coming up in april but suddenly he got the mandate after i think 20 days yeah. he must have thought that if we don't do anything then we will not get the mandate in may also right so, i think it was a bit of congress that they had already i mean they have already made inroads in the rural areas with their various uh, programs of national uh, rural guarantee scheme and uh-huh. but uh, now they want to attract uh, the urban crowd also and this was a bit to attract the urban mode in, in fact uh, i mean the news is that in the month of jan and feb uh, there has been a uh, pick up at least in india in terms of sales by various industries so they are expecting that the last quarter of uh, this fiscal year will be better than the previous ones yes i mean for instance the in the hospitality industry which has been affected by all that recession and the 2611 and last year this time uh, they had some occupancy if they had occupancy rate of 100 today it's come down to 50 so it's come down by mm-hmm. half and with these service tax uh, cuts and all that they're expecting some boost in the hospitality industry and same is the case with uh, these trucks and tractors and heavy commercial vehicles which have seen a negative growth rate of up to 40% so they have i think excise duty they have gotten reduced to 8% so uh, 
so they are going to benefit from that moving on to our next topic uh, pledging of shares has been in news a lot past couple of months and that's mainly because of uh, satyam we had heard that the satyam erstwhile ceo ramalingan raju had uh, pledged uh, satyam shares basically uh, pledging is uh, something like uh, promoters can pledge their shares that is give their shares as collateral to financial institutions and then borrow money from them right if i'm the ceo of say tata sons and if i have 100 shares and if i want to raise money what i can do is i can go to a ge capital and tell them look I need hundred crores from you. So what collateral I have, I'll give you fifty shares. I pledge those fifty shares, and I hold them. One of the reasons why the pledging is needed, or the company is going for this, is that they need urgent cash to meet their day-to-day requirements. Right. Uh, basically, which is called as a working capital requirement. So, basic benefit of this to the banks is that uh, if if the com- company is unable to pay the loans, then they lose control of the shares, and uh, the banks or the financial institutions can sell the shares in open market and recover their price. In times like this, when the stock market goes down, then companies have to pay top up margins, or they have to pledge extra shares. टॉप अप मतलब थोड़ा और पैसा दो मतलब बिकॉज ऑफ द बैड टाइम्स सो यू है Uh, yes but there were some loopholes in the indian uh, regulations also because in us already it's mandatory that the promoters and directors of the company have to disclose their shares and in uk also uh, it is covered under inside insider trading norms that you have to uh, disclose your pledged shares Look. only in india it was not compulsory yeah. but then we know how good the regulatory system out there in the us is the financial regulatory system it is not quite the benchmark now we we realize that after after a year and a half of the turmoil yeah that's true yeah. but now uh, taking the cue sebi has also asked all the firms to disclose their pledged shares in their quarterly disclosures but this is only mandatory for the promoters so if you are a normal shareholder then uh, you don't have to do this but after sebi did this exercise when a lot of data came out about the indian companies that have pledged their shares and tata sons was on top with the listed tata companies uh, following like mm-hmm. tata coffee has some 57.4% uh, shares in pledged shares and the total promoter holding is of that much so all of the mm-hmm. uh, promoter holding is pledged and uh, so does tcs and tata communications tata power they have some 8 to 12% of uh, mm-hmm. shares that they have pledged mm. so the pledging of shares has been described as a routine uh, affair by these companies they are saying that there is nothing for the other shareholders to get worried because you know the shares are pledged just because uh, the whole thing about satyam has happened and you never know actually that which way the shares will turn because what happened in the case of ocket pharmaceuticals which also declared that it was uh, heavily pledged there was an immediate fall in the shares because That's of right. that and uh, 
the financial institutions asked for a top up margin and after that news came in there was a further fall of shares so ranbaxy bought those shares in open market and then there was a speculation that ranbaxy is now going to buy orchid pharmaceuticals so because of that the share prices again rose oh. <laughs> So yeah, all of this was accidental, and finally it helped them. <laughs> But I think you're right in your example. If tomorrow Ranbaxy, hmm. who suddenly becomes a new controller, right, or quasi controller, right. if they right. start pledging shares and they need not disclose that amount to SEBI because it, it's not compulsory, then again you may have a problem because you don't know. Yeah, the yeah the main problem with pledging of shares is that the ownership changes hands without anyone knowing about it. Do uh, we have some good news? Apart from the stimulus, <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, no good news. But because we were talking about saving and credit crunch and how people don't have money, there is one industry in India which will always have money and uh, which will always have free flow of cash. The cricket industry. Oh yes, and what with the IPL IPL season coming up in April, uh, there is a lot of hoop halla going around it. <laughs> Absolutely, IPL season two starts and millions of dollars have been showered upon players and. Uh, the teams but one person who maybe was a casualty in all this was the sony ceo uh, what's his name uh, kunal das gupta kunal das gupta he quit or did he resign or was he fired nobody knows the bombay yeah, times of the business world is talking now <laughs> he 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 was a ceo for 14 years oh that's a long time i didn't know that for it and he was responsible for sony success in a major way mm-hmm. but though he says that he has resigned for personal reasons Of course, there is a lot of speculation as to why he resigned. But what happened actually? The main reason what happened is that IPL, uh, it had a 137 crore contract with Big TV, which is the Reliance uh, DTH arm, right. and this was for the on-ground advertisement. That is, you know, all these banners that are placed at the ground, etc. Mm-hmm. So it had a contract with Big TV, and for IPL's telecast rights were with Sony. Okay. So Sony had a deal with Airtel Digital, which is a DTH arm for of Airtel, and that it will only air Airtel ads during the IPL telecast. Uh-huh. So there was a conflict of interest because now you have two DTH, one Big TV and one Airtel major rivals, and you cannot uh, have both of them. And uh, Big TV protested in a major way. I so think they, they got walked. themselves out of the contract. They walked away. I think Big TV. Yeah, they they protested and they walked away. Then Lalit Modi, who is the IPL chief, he warned Sony that you know you cannot go with this kind of Airtel deal. So now everything is being uh, negotiated. And Sony says that they had offered uh, Big TV first, but they did not respond. So they went to Airtel. Now they are saying that uh, probably from Sony, the broadcasting rights may shift to ESPN, or Sony may have to award the contract to Big TV rather than Airtel. Or so maybe just pay up 137 crore rupees. Ha, yeah, probably. <laughs> Nobody messes so. with the BCCI, especially Lalit Modi. That's a big lesson to be learned. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. no, and he's a simple man. Uh, Lalit Modi, the way he looks and walks and talks, but he wields enormous power. Yeah, he only he only poses with pretties in town. Ah, doesn't That's he? <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't like a 45-year-old beaming because? The person next to him is Preeti Zinta, but yeah. This time he can pose with Preeti Zinta on one side and Shilpa Shetty on the other side. Oh yes, now Shilpa Shetty <laughs> has joined, which is the team that she is a part of. I think Rajasthan Royals. Rajasthan yes. Royals. She has bought Rajasthan Royals with her boyfriend Rajkundra. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. That's the Bombay Times of Vijayanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking about cricket and all the clamor surrounding it. Not very long ago, there was one guy called Sir Alan Stanford who had uh, uh, sponsored the West Indies T20 tournament, which went into millions of dollars. And uh, today, this man is almost behind bars. I say almost because uh, they are negotiating the fraud that he's committed to the tune of uh, some eight billion dollars. So basically, this was a guy. Oh. Yep, he was a guy who signed a deal with uh, the English cricket board for sponsoring the English T20 series also, and they gladly accepted it because all the money was going to India. So there was some competition to the IPL. Like, and mm. finally, something went wrong, and the financial company that this guy runs was a fraud, and it could be just another one which is uh, coming out of the closet among the millions of frauds that are coming out. So he just happened to be one. And his story. Now there is no fraud is less than a billion dollars. Ah, seriously, you bet. <laughs> okay. I mean, and nowadays, if there is a news on fraud, it's not looked uh, at with open eyes, with uh, eyeballs popping out. It's like okay, just another day. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seven thousand crores. Okay. Fine. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Move on. Give me something big now. There are companies falling down. Investment banking industry is out. Give me something bigger. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> not all companies are doing the business right way. Yeah. Uh, you know, remember last time we spoke about uh, how uh, U.S. companies were uh, warned by Obama that they should curb their wasteful expenditures, etc. Right. And uh, then there was this news that Royal Bank of Scotland, which had reported losses of around 28 billion pounds, it seems just. Um, a week before reporting those losses it blew up some 200 million pounds on winning uh, contracts with top spo- uh, sports star which includes uh, uh, sachin tendulkar aila sachin <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. this is still understandable but you'll be surprised and shocked that the ex ceo of this company uh, his hmm. name is sir fred goodwin you see all these hmm. sirs that the knighthood Suddenly, the Queen of England would be feeling, "Damn, who who have I knighted?" <laughs> Sir Alan Stanford is out now. Sir Fred Goodwin. Fred Goodwin. Yep, he will be drawing an annual pension of six hundred and fifty thousand pounds per year. Yeah, and uh, already you know RBS was paying bonuses of some one point eight billion last year when it was reporting huge losses. Yeah, well, that's about it from my end. Apart from the stimulus package, we did promise our listeners. Last time that we would be coming up with some good news, and uh, the government didn't let us down. So on that happy note, uh, that's about it from us on uh, Busy Nation. Dando Taku Rokuro, go log on to theindicast.com on this uh, 25th episode. Go tell us what you felt about this one and also about the others, and uh, leave us some uh, stories if you think they are worthy enough to be covered, and uh, we'll cover them. Bye bye. Bye bye.